What's up? Man. A couple of headlines from around the country. Okay? Police face a crisis of trust with black motorists. Virginia banned officers from pulling people over uh, with broken taillights. This is October 21. Okay? Driving while black. Racial profiling on our nation's highway. So the argument is this extends way beyond Pittsburgh and cities. It moves out onto the highways. Okay? Urban.org. Police traffic stops have little to do with public safety. And from the Washington Post, there's racial bias in our police system. Okay? We're wearing Ricky Burgess out today, but I had to talk to him. Good morning, Ricky. How are you? Hey, Marty. How are you doing? Great. And tell our listeners the first time you recall being pulled over driving while black, sir, as it's described. Um, my teenage years. Um, I'm, I mean, I grew up in Homewood, so seeing, you know, being pulled over by the police, seeing friends pulled over by police, it was just, I, I didn't know other people that had that experience. I grew up with it. And the argument is that this creates anxiety in the community, a belief that blacks are being singled out. Yes, sir? I don't want to speak for you. Which three times? I mean, the, the, the data says that if you're African-American, you're three times more likely to be pulled over by the police. And those um, interactions um, can go violent very quickly, right? They, they not only are you pulled over, you're, you're searched. And so oftentimes these secondary violations are used as fishing in, you know, expeditions, and it creates a, a chilling effect of fear. And the best way to reduce crime and to increase public safety is to get the community in partnership with the police. This has the opposite effect. By you suggesting and proposing this legislation, and you have the data to back it up, as you say, are you suggesting, because I would assume or presume you're suggesting, that the police department in Pittsburgh is inherently racist if they're, in fact, singling out blacks and pulling them over when they wouldn't pull over a white for the same so-called violation. So is the Pittsburgh Police Department racist, sir, in your mind? I think that the city has, um, unfortunately, had the effects of racism. It does not mean necessarily that the individual officers have a bias, but the system is structured and acts in a way that has racist effects. And that's what you see, right? You put police in African American, poor African American communities, and you, you know, and they over-police them, and that has, you know, racist effects. Um, and so that's what you're seeing, the lack of investment in black communities, segregated communities. The, you know, we did a, a study showing that banks won't lend. Of the majority of banks that live in Pittsburgh, the majority of them have never lent to a black person. Let me say that again. Of the majority of banks that lend money in the city of Pittsburgh, the majority have never lent to a black person. It's true. I mean, and so when you start seeing these sort of these, these direct, unexplainable um, um, consequences, you see the, the racist results. And that's why you see, you know, high crime, lack of affordable housing, failing schools, all the social problems. In fact, I'm going to be talking about that later today on council in, in a different bill. But yeah, so we, we know how to fix this, Marty. And this is the sad part. This is not, we don't need studies. We know exactly how to fix the racial problem in Pittsburgh. It's not a mere, it's not a mystery. It's not difficult. It's only 
investment. At Council- the end of the day, it's investment. Councilman Ricky Burgess, look, you grew up in Homewood. I grew up in Shadyside. Very different worlds, very different environments. But you say Homewood is over-policed. I would argue, forget me, cops would argue, the policing where the highest crime exists. Those are statistical facts, sir, right? Let's say, let's say this differently. The best way, and, and police will agree with me on this, the best way to increase public safety is to have better community police relationships and have the community have confidence in police. I don't, I'm not trying to get rid of police. I want them, but I want them as a partner. And one of the ways is, is when you have them in the community where they have positive interactions. Traffic stops are by far the most common ways in which people interact with the police. And so if they're being stopped, they feel incorrectly over these ticky-tack violations that are not in any way related to public, public safety. It creates a negative impact, which then causes them not to uh, partner with the police. And Allison. so it has, I think, you know, a couple of different positive things. It reduces the, li- the likelihood of there being a serious, you know, this escalating, and it, it helps to create um, uh, more confidence in the community and the police. Ricky Burgess joining us from police officers. It starts, Marty, with ignoring minor crimes or traffic laws. Other people see it and say, oh, if they're not enforcing that, why should I drive the speed limit? Why not go through the red light? I'm late. Eventually, Someone will get killed, Marty, because someone ran a red light or was speeding. Whose blood Absolutely. is on whose hands? Absolutely. It's a trickle-down effect like the old broken windows theory, which I'm certain you know of, 1993, New York. The theory was that a broken window in a community affects the image of the community and affects crime in the community. So they cracked down on every single violation, and it resulted in a dramatic drop in crime. From a police officer, you're empowering people to break the law. They get a little rush, and they do a little more each time. Then they justify breaking laws by saying they aren't that important. It's just the minor stuff. Everybody else is doing it. How about that? Well, first of all, I mean, that's silly. I mean, you still can stop, you know, cars because of serious violations, moving violations, speed limits, all that sort of stuff. We're talking about little things like not having broken, having a broken lamp or having your, bright, your brake light and not marking, having your inspection sticker on the wrong side of the car, things silly, little silly things, tinted windows, things that in no way at all. Well, tinted windows is a concern of officers that they're going to get shot because they can't see the cop, they can't see the suspect behind the dark windows. I can't call that silly, sir. Well, if they're not committing crimes, why stop them? Okay, so that's kind of my point. Why don't we just blow off inspections? Why don't we just blow off inspections and license plates altogether? Again, if you look at the data, Pittsburgh has one, you know, one, you know, there's 22, 23% black people. Yes. Yet we're three times more likely to be stopped by the police in cars, three times more likely than the white communities. And so I, I think what you're seeing, and we need to, we need to, you know, be, be, be more honest. We need to figure out, I think, you know, I'm looking forward to, to Mayor Ganey's ascendance. Right. But we, he, he's been saying something that I've been saying for years, right? We need to have the community have more confidence in the police department and more partnerships to really reduce crime. Ricky Burns, it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on, sir. Appreciate you, man. All right. You be blessed today. All right, man. Cops are saying to hell with it. I won't, I won't do anything. I'll go to the calls in order to go to. I'll blow off everything else. Every single cop I've ever known considers this to be a valuable tool in law enforcement, enforcing the law. And if we start ignoring the law, then we have lawbreakers.
who just say to hell with the cops. So in communities with the highest crime rate in the region that Ganey and Reverend Burgess say are over-policed, okay, we'll back off. And we will see an even greater increase in crime. Increase in shootings in the last two years by 35%. Unsolved homicides, they're solving about 40% of the homicides. Cops, the men and women out there, say telling them not to enforce the law is a bad idea. But I don't live it. I'm a white guy in an affluent area. So I don't know. I have no perspective that would be honest. Other than cops saying, Marty, this is a horrible idea. My friend Jamal Whitson, good morning, sir. How are you? Doing wonderful, Marty. How about yourself? Jamal is um, one of my favorite people on earth. Very, very successful. Very creative. And drives beautiful cars. And, and I'm telling you this for a reason. How many times have you just been randomly pulled over by cops, sir? How many? I've been pulled over 27 times in three years. 27, sir? Yes. Wow. Tired of it? 27 times. Tired of it? Yeah, absolutely tired of it. You know, um, uh, it's two different things, though, right? You know, you, you get tired of getting pulled over, but on, on a greater scale, you get tired of being treated differently when you're being pulled over. You know, I, I've heard been listening to your show, yes. you know, just even the comments that you just said, I think it's, I think it's a dumb idea to, to not pull over black people for minor traffic offenses. So hold on. So folks understand this. This young man, who's one of the best anywhere, pulled over 27 times in three years. You think it's a bad idea to ignore minor traffic offenses. Why? Why? Yes. Because I don't, we don't want to be treated differently than white people. If you're pulling over white people for minor traffic offenses, pull us over the exact same way. We do not want to be treated differently. In the same aspect, we want to be treated differently than you treat white people when you're pulled over. You know, when I'm pulled over, it's an entirely different experience than my white friends because we share these things. The you, have had, thing, um, you have had you have had when I'm pulled over, Marty, my heart is pounding. That's right. I pull my phone out. I'm, I'm, I'm pounding. The first thing I do, I start texting certain people like, hey, I just got pulled over. Something happens. You know, make sure you call. If you don't hear from me in five minutes, call 911. I'm in trouble. You know, and I do nothing wrong, <laughs> you know, but, you know, when I'm pulled over, their hands on their gun, you know, they're looking through my car, you know, they're doing this, you know, they're asking me to step out of my car for, you know, for running a stop sign. Everyone isn't treated that way, right? you know, so I, it, it's less about being pulled over as opposed to how we're treated when we're pulled over. Man, this is a brilliant assessment. So I don't want to speak for you, but what you're suggesting is, hey, man, quit this crap. you got to enforce the laws. But treat me the same way you would treat Marty Griffin if you pulled him over. And make the same decision about pulling Jamal as you would Marty, right? Absolutely. And, and, and what I think a lot of cops and people have to realize, as a black person, I am naturally just scared of police officers. You know, I was I was... 
watching football on a Sunday night with about nine of my friends, and the cops busted in and put the shotgun to my head and told me he would effing kill me if I moved. Why did they bust in? Because they saw a lot of people coming in and out on Sundays because we always had my friends come over on Sundays, and they thought it was a drug ring. So naturally, when you have things like that happen over and over again, you're going to have a very negative connotation of police officers. I've had my good friends burn Max shot in the back by police officers. And, and you know, that, that list goes on. So naturally, when a cop pulls me over, the first thing I'm thinking of is to be defensive. And the biggest thing that cops have to do is learn how to de-escalate situations. Because a lot of times when people are pulled over, they're already going to have an attitude because, you know, they feel like they're being racially profiled. I'm a mentor to kids. And sometimes kids are very ignorant when I talk to them. Yeah. I have to learn how to de-escalate the situation. If I go to a kid and I'm, and I'm on 100 and I'm talking, you know, really reckless to the kid and he's already throwing some stuff away, it's going to be a very bad situation. It's the same thing when cops talk to black people. You have to de-escalate the situation and make that person feel very comfortable. And I promise you, you'll see a whole big change. Are they racist? When they, are they racist, their intention, when they pull you over 26 you times? No, I, I, can't, I can't speak in terms of if, if someone's racist. I can only tell you how, you know, how I feel when I'm pulled over. You know, but I will say this, Marty. I, I held a forum um, for black police officers. It's on YouTube. It's called The Voice from the Other Side. We had about 15 to 20 black police officers um, last year. And they all spoke about how there's so much racism in the police force. And they all spoke on when they report um, crimes of racism in the police force that it's ignored and it, it goes unheard. And, you know, it was, it was so great to see, you know, so many black men who were police officers on stage and they were crying, mm. crying their mm. eyes out mm. because they couldn't stop racism. You know, my, my good friend, Pedro Valles, you know, police officer in Rankin. And, you know, he talks about how much racism he sees and he has seen in his, in, you know, in his force. And he's, it's been reported and nothing happened, you know? So it, racism does exist. Racism isn't the reason that I get pulled over all the time. I don't know if someone's racist. You know, you can profile me and not be racist. You know, but it, it's really what happens after the stop. Jamal Woodson, love you. Amazing, honest, straightforward. How many times have you been pulled over, sir? Um, I've been pulled over 29 times <sighs> in, three, in, in, in three years. You know, my, my good friend, I gotta go. Chris Pipkin. I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call you Absolutely. back. I'm going to call Absolutely. you back. It's amazing stuff. i got to hang around with Jamal. Every single cop that I know thinks this is a horrible idea to stop pulling folks over for minor traffic offenses. As one says, Marty, fix your problem, fix your car, fix your equipment, problem solved. These violations are all safety issues. Are they? And and by telling cops, don't pull them over anymore. Do you create a bigger problem? 
Every single cop I know says, hell yeah. And they say, fine, I'll do less. 35% increase in homicides. Fewer than 40% of the homicides here are now being solved. Back off in the community, quit pulling people over, it's going to get worse. That is the theory from the law enforcement side. Anthony in Oakland, good morning. Your take, sir. You know, Marty, I got my driver's license in 1971. So I've been driving 50 years. I got pulled over one time. And I, can, I remember the date. It was in the 70s. It was 1974. I was speeding down Liberty Avenue. And you know what the policeman did? He came over. He said, I showed him my license and everything. He said, young man, slow down. And that was a white cop. He didn't pull me out the car. He didn't beat me up. So my interaction with police, one time in 50 years, is a lot different than what I'm hearing here. I have my car registration up to date, my insurance, and my driver's license. I've been that way since I've, I, I was, have the privilege to have those things. And we should all do that. I don't want to hear – see, Burgess and that crowd are getting their cues from what's going on in Philadelphia right. where they've got some – a liberal prosecutor who's suspending all laws and all kind of nonsense in the midst of chaos. I mean, for God's sake, why would we want to emulate Philly? But, but, but what about Jamal, on? who, by the way, is one of my close friends, and it, he's been pulled over pretty much 30 times in three years because he has beautiful cars and he's black. Well, I've got a beautiful car. I even got a classic convertible. Nobody pulls me over. I follow the laws. But you know what? I do agree with his point. Treat the black people you pull over like you do the white people. If you give them warning or a citation while pulling everybody out the car and searching everyone, then okay, I could agree with that. But but I'm not going to I'm not going to ignore the laws. That's why we have the chaos downtown now because they're ignoring the vagrancy laws and the loitering laws, and and we we got total chaos downtown. Let me read this. Let me read this to that point from one of my boys who is downtown. Just stepped over human waste as I walked past a tweaker, drug user. Can't wait what less policing brings to the city. I'm dead serious. That's what he's saying, right, Anthony? Yes. Listen, I live here in the East End right now. We've got an explosion in graffiti. All of a sudden, all these people think they're Andy Warhol wannabes. They're writing on everything. So they're bringing new buildings in, new businesses in, and they have to go pay people to clean them off because these clowns are running around writing graffiti all over them all day long, which hurts the neighborhood. I'm getting sick of this stuff, man. We have laws for a reason. And and for Ricky Burgess and and Ganey, because he'll be next with this nonsense, have have you ever taken a ride down Frankstown Avenue in Homewood? Yes. It looks like New Jack City 24 hours a day. Horrible. So what is he talking about over-policing? Well, they're doing a poor job because they could be arresting that whole block. Hold on a second. The the, the crime. Hold on a second. Jamal, jump in here. Anthony says one time in in, um, in 50 years. But that's not the case with you. But you also agree that this is a silly idea, don't you, sir? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with him on some points. I agree with him when he says um, that we should that we should you know continue to be pulled over if we're breaking the law. However, you know, my experience of him getting pulled over one time in 30 years, you know, he said he has his registration up to date, and I think that's great. My registration is always up to date. I mean, I, I don't break laws. I mean, I've gotten pulled over for 
for no reason at all, simply because I'm driving a Bentley in, in Penn Hills, you know? So, you know, I've been pulled out my car and, you know, searched and all that, you know, and, and I'm the general manager of a radio station. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's should be no reason for anything like that. So I just think we've had completely different experiences. And when, when you have experiences like the ones I've had, right. I'm a lot more defensive of, the, of those situations. Well, I would give you some real good advice. I have a very competent attorney. And if you're having these type of violations over and over and you feel they're discriminatory, that's why you sue, young man. Because you say you've done nothing wrong and they're pulling you out and they're, and they're violating your civil rights, then sue the police officers in that, 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 that area. Because there's two things with that. There, there's two things with that. I am only one of hundreds of people that I know that happens to. Everyone can't sue the cops. And, well, and to your second point, hold on, let me say one more thing. Whenever you go about and speak against the cops, bad things happen to you. When I held a forum with black police officers, my friend, one of my good friends, Chris Pipkin, and good friends, Pedro Valles, we we held a forum with black police officers that all said the same thing. If you speak out against white police officers, bad things happen to you. And they're cops saying those things. So I'm not going to jeopardize my life and try to sue a cop or somebody for, for pulling me over. Win or don't win. You win 10000 or 20000 Who cares? I'm worried about my life. Well, we, we just have different experiences, young man. I, I can't live in your shoes. All I know is from my own experiences and from my, my four boys. We don't have it like that. Oh, so let, I, let me jump I, in here it, from a police chief. Hey, Marty, next time you're driving at night, on a highway and come up on a car with the rear lights out. Tell me that's not a safety concern. This isn't going to make the community safer. Jamal, go ahead first. Then Anthony. Yeah, no, no, I, I got what you're saying. I'm yep. just saying, I don't, you don't even have to have the same experiences to really understand and, 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 and you know, the, to empathize how someone else would feel to set, to tell every black person to, to sue somebody. If you're being racially profiled, doesn't even really make sense. Anthony, of course, give you the final word. How do you think it's going to stop? That's not a solution to the problem. What, is to what, sue is every person. I mean, this people not, don't have a luxury man, to go out and Marty. Go ahead. I heard go it. ahead, Anthony. Hold, hold on. Listen, this is not a solution either to ignore laws. That's not a solution either. You know, they that, that's what we got going on in Philadelphia. You tell that to that woman who was on the subway who was raped while people sat there and watched the whole rape. You tell them that because you've got people who should be in jail. They're running around the street. I'm sorry, sir. We have laws for a reason. I do agree with you. Treat the black people like you do the white folks when you pull them over. That's, but don't ignore the laws because it, it festers. And it's, I'm tired of the festering in my community where I'm seeing people murder and, 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 and without any accountability. That's all I yeah, want. I'm, not, I'm, look, I'm not, I'm, I don't I'm know your experience, saying, and I wish you well. Yeah. But I'm not. If you pulled me over 27 times, I'm suing the whole department. Case closed. Thank you, Anthony. Jamal, you got the final word, brother. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in disagreement with pulling people over. Right. My only, my only thing is when when we're pulled over, I want to be treated differently. You know, it was the same thing with you know, it was a big thing whenever the the riots happened. Um, on the Capitol Hill. Right. It wasn't that black people were happy that they saw white people saying this. We were saying, hey, we want to be treated the same way when we do something 
We want to be treated the same way. We want to be handcuffed politely. We want to be treated the same exact way. So when I'm pulled over, because it's not going to stop, when I'm pulled over, I just want to be treated with the same exact way you treat a white person. Jamal, thank you, sir. Anthony, thank you. Take care, man. Appreciate you. Now, that's what I call great conversation with two great men.